comic. Why so serious? What? I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger mission. Logic. Dance off, bro! Me and you! Comic. What? Logic. Alright everybody, welcome to Comic Book Logic. I'm your host Joe, and with me as always my co-host Kevin. Hey! Today we are doing a polyester cocaine-fueled <laughs> podcast, talking all about the 1970s, just deep in the heart of the 1970s. We're mm-hmm. talking the original 1974 Wonder Woman pilot. With Kathy Lee Crosby. Yeah, not 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 my girl. Not, not the Linda Carter. Not Linda Carter. Pilot. Bless their heart for uh, realizing, <laughs> you know what, uh, we really want to do a Wonder Woman TV show. But so we want to do a Wonder Woman TV show, but we don't want to have it to anything to do with Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, so I, is there any way to have a third of the screen time uh, taken up by a donkey? <laughs> Only tangentially related to the plot. This movie is insane. If you have a chance to watch 1974 Wonder Woman movie, pause this podcast, go and watch it because it's an hour and 15 minutes of your life, but if you want to stretch, like, if you're dying of cancer and you want to stretch out your last few moments, watch this movie, because it'll feel like forever. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely do that if you're dying of cancer. That's the only reason <laughs> to, to watch, watch that, or if you're hosting the Comic Cook Logic podcast. Yes. Um, I would normally do the, Kevin, what do you know about Wonder Woman? But I'm going to save that for next week, for next podcast, because sure. that's the, the, the big movie. The Gal Gadot movie. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm gonna say like Kevin, do you have any idea of why they made this movie with Wonder Woman not having any superpowers? <laughs> I mean, I have to assume that this was like they want to do this and they've got this property and they're like, let's do this thing, but maybe they just didn't initially want it to be too comic booky. I mean, we'll get to it later, but like she references in the most offhanded way the invisible plane <laughs> and then just we'd never see it we don't see her and it in action like it's like they were like well we'll reference it and then we may or not ever do this if this goes to series which it of course did not yeah. so i don't know i mean they wanted it to be like an action show of some sort but it was a lot of it was mostly talking and wine drinking <laughs> and donkey following yeah well okay so in the 1970s dc was kind of Getting a little wonky with their with their properties, they didn't really understand like the changing of the times. Marvel was doing much better. They were really capturing the cultural zeitgeist with uh, a lot more down to earth characters. Like Spider Man was the everyday man. They were doing a lot of stuff that was pop culture wise. They would do things like Iron Fist or Power Man that were taking over a lot of plot stuff from movies and and you know the the kung fu or black exploitation or things like that. They were doing a lot of things like Dracula by night or or I'm sorry, that's werewolf by night or yeah. Or they would have like a Dracula book or blade, you know, things like that. Tomb of Dracula and things like that, which would, you know, were based off popular culture at the time. Um a lot of weird, you know, Vietnam war books were out. <laughs> but DC was not uh capturing that. They were still trying to figure out what they were doing with their characters. Um, Batman and Superman were still kind of in the Super Friends phase, mm-hmm. where everyone got along. Even though Super Friends wasn't coming out for you know several more years as a cartoon, this was more of like 
holdover from 1966 Batman and the George Reeves Superman. So, like, we the characters were all very light and fluffy. So, in the actual comics, uh, DC decided to take Wonder Woman in a very drastic turn in order to make her more approachable for the 70s audiences. They made it so that she didn't have any superpowers yeah. and was a kung fu spy. <laughs> yeah. And this is exactly what the comic book was at the time, except she was not blonde and Kathy Lee Crosby stills Nash and Young. Um, <laughs> she was just uh, just I'm going to, you know, fight the bad guys like Emma Peel from the Avengers. Pretty much. Yeah. The occasional karate chop, but mostly <laughs> just like, uh, you know, she sat around in pantsuits. There was a lot of that. Yeah. And uh, hold on. I'm going to see jet setting, you know, and and. Uh, I don't know. The, uh, wine drinking. I, I yeah. mentioned the wine drinking already, but they drink a lot of wine in this. Uh, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of like that uh, that George Perez, Marv Wolfman era of Wonder Woman going on in this. It was kind of a... Uh, you're, you're kind of like, oh, okay? Mm. She has bracelets, but they don't deflect bullets. Yeah. This is a grappling hook. Right, it's more of like uh, spy gadgets. Yeah. Like we mentioned, the, we get to see some reference, like an allusion to the uh, the golden lasso, because she has like a weird golden rope in her utility belt. <laughs> and uh, in the comics at the time, there were no donkeys, so I'm not quite sure where that <laughs> came from. Hello? And I, I really hate to have a guest at one of my parties that uh, I haven't welcomed personally. Then you weren't in your car when it attempted to run me down earlier? I was totally unaware of anything like that happening. I'll discuss it with George, I promise. Now, to more pleasant things. If you'd like to swim, you'll find a bathing attire in the cabana. Well, that's very kind of you, but I only came by to rescue the books you borrowed. You have my word of honor, my word of honor, that they will be returned the moment I have the proper response from your uh, Mr. Treble. I find it very difficult to accept your word of honor with 39 lives at stake, Mr. Smith. Ah, you do know who I am, huh? I was wondering if you did. Well, no, not really seriously. I was relatively certain. So, uh, the 1974 Wonder Woman pilot, mm. we start off with finding out that the knock list was stolen from all over the world, in Rio, yes. in Berlin. Hardbound books called, like, Most Secrets. Secrets. That's what they were called. Two books. Volumes one red, one, one blue. And two. Yes, mm-hmm. volumes one and two. And they're all over the place. They've yeah. hidden them in various well, the ice red, machines. The red and... one was, was just the, the spies. The blue one was actually a copy of Dianetics. Oh. Yes. Very nice. Yeah, they're, they're hidden. <laughs> you have to press secret buttons. And the ice machine in Rio <laughs> opens up. Or I think that was Istanbul. Right. That's, oh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> the books are hidden in donkeys and everything else. <laughs> It's it's kind of ridiculous, and then yes, he stole the uh, the the ten volume set of the knocklist, the identities, the secret and real identities of all of the U.S. spies. Yeah, have been stolen again. They've got to stop writing those down and leaving them around for people to what? steal. Well, I don't understand why they would have that written down in a place like Berlin, and like. Oh, let's say Rio, for example. Wait, why isn't it underground in, like, the Pentagon? Like, I don't... And the fact that someone in Rio would go, like, are you a spy? Let me reference in the who's who of spies (laughs) to find out. (laughs) Right. Licks his finger. (laughs) Turning the pages. (laughs) Shh. Shh. 
And there's only 39 spies. Those are two volumes of, like, what is it, their entire dossier? Yeah, I guess I, so. I don't know. So they get stolen by these, by these security by guards. By a bad guy named Mr. Smith. But the security who guards who steal them are like the same security guards, except they have one guy has yeah. a mustache. That's how you <laughs> right. know them are all different. Because everyone in the seventies looks the same. They all have helmet hair and they're all sweating profusely. Yeah, it's because all of the fabric was unbreathable. It was all polyester at the time. Easy to clean, but terrible on the body. Mm-hmm. It's everyone seriously. Like I was looking it up. People in this movie were like in their twenties, and no one in this movie looked under the age of forty. Yeah. Yeah, even Kathy Lee Crosby, who I think was 16, looked like she was 48. Uh, so they they steal these, and they're uh, Mr. Smith, as you said. Abner. Abner. Abner Smith, who we don't know who he is, who's playing him. <laughs> but, but he smokes cigars and has a thick, thick Hispanic accent. And he sits on rich Corinthian leather. <laughs> We have no idea who he could be. No idea. Um, he, and his he, henchman, uh, George. 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 Yes. Played by it's a stage actor, Andrew Prine. He looked a little bit like Mick Jagger, but without the lips. Yeah, that's what Captain Cup saying. He looked like Mick Jagger. I, I, who, was, who did I say he looked like? I don't remember off the top of my head. But he, he, So he they stole this while with their help of their twin like weirdly uh, weird twin henchmen yeah even but, though one was a woman one yeah was they're, a man. And they're like androgynous like they were going for something like they kind of yeah. look like tomax and zaymont from gi joe sure yeah, i that's feel what they were each doing. other's pain <laughs> we feel you know it's so like you punch one and the other one feels the pain like that's what they should have had on this there you go that would have been pretty cool actually <laughs> tomax and zaymont uh, so, meanwhile, you go back to the office of Steve Trevor, who is something they never quite explain what he is. He just has a terrible windowless office. I don't know. <laughs> and he just yells into the phone all the time. Yeah. Doesn't wait for anyone to answer. He just yells into the phone with his secretary, Diana Prince, played by Kathy Lee Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. And she's, I guess, Wonder Woman and... Steve doesn't know, or he knows, or... He definitely knows she's doing something. It's yeah. just... Uh, yeah, the nature of that relationship was very odd. It's not like he ever is like, okay... Like, they speak in code to each other when it's just them. Well, those offices are obviously partition walls they stole from a local high school, so... <laughs> right, yeah, no, they're in a, a, a Hilton conference room. <laughs> exactly. So they've got to keep it down, obviously. they got to keep... So he explains Shh, the plot. some guy on like the stairmaster right next yeah. to him. <laughs> yeah. So, so he explains the plot, and she's listening. We do get to see her in the very, very beginning uh, as an Amazon, oh, that's and right. she's saying goodbye to everyone. And, and the whole premise is that she's been chosen to go to the world of men yeah. to teach them how to appreciate women. Yeah. Now, this is before disco, just <laughs> when we all learned how to appreciate women. Yeah, it's true. Or before I got married and my wife yells at me that I need to appreciate women more. And I'm like, I know, I know. I watched the 1974 Wonder Woman pilot. I get it. I get it. Turn off the Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> she, it's my new thing, by the way, is telling my wife she'd make a terrible handmaid. <laughs> I don't, oh, yeah. Fred. More like no Fred. <laughs> I'll just edit all this out. 
making misogynistic comments during uh, The Handmaid's Tale is my new pastime. <laughs> Uh, anyway. So anyway, Wonder Woman gets to yeah. She so she's gonna go and and save the day. Basically, is what I, happens. And the thing, the weird thing is, is like I don't really understand why she went to Paris. Like right off the bat, like like who told her to go to Paris? No, I don't know. Yeah, it was explained later because then he was like on the phone. She she's on the phone with with Steve, and he's like. Yeah, you you went to the right place because the other guy is in China and then the other guy is in Brazil or wherever. Yeah, and it's like, oh, okay, great. I don't. I mean, she just must have read the script. I don't. I don't know. She goes to Paris, and it. I I don't understand the. Well, 70s. there's no there's no secret identity. That's first off. What's interesting, like she's yeah. very clearly just Wonder Woman. Like she gets to the hotel, and then the guy is watching her, and he <laughs> makes a phone call, and he's like, "Yeah, Wonder Woman's here. <laughs> she's not in costume." Yeah. She's not anything. She's just wearing like a her travel pantsuit. <laughs> so many rompers in this movie. Yes. Um yeah, people are just yeah, this movie is pure 70s in terms of like what people are wearing. They are the whitest collars you will ever oh, yeah. see. Like you could shade underneath those collars. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's too hot in my polyester. Here, come over here, let me rest underneath the shade of your collar. <laughs> She's got homeless people living in her bell bottoms. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. God bless the 1970s. She walks into a hotel room and there's shag carpeting. Like she's supposed to be in Paris, like yeah. beautiful Paris. She walks into a hotel room and it's got shag carpeting and and uh, wallpaper up, mm-hmm. and nothing looks comfortable. Yeah, the, the 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 fine dining establishment she's in all has like covered in wood paneling, <laughs> like with fake fig grape leaves hanging around like you know <laughs> it's all very busy it's, and yeah claustrophobic yeah she orders a terrible wine which is obviously sponsoring this show this movie it seems to be yeah she makes i like how she's like it's an inexpensive wine with its own style <laughs> like she's delivering an ad <laughs> i know you just imagine that there were obviously like like i kept waiting for it to actually break like that like a 50s tv show where yeah. it would be like or where she where it would just stop and then she would just be like when I'm Wonder Woman, <laughs> like Steve Trevor, I like, like to unwind. The the pressures of being a man in the 1974 is broken up by these great Chesterfields. <laughs> <coughs> Smooth, Smooth Chesterfield <laughs> flavor. As his lungs are literally coming out of his mouth. <laughs> I've never smoked a Chesterfield in my life, but no. I. I like, just looking at it makes me go, like, oh, those are probably made of asbestos. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just, like, it's just, that's pure cancer. Like, it's like when you used to take drags of Lucky Strikes, <laughs> and you just, your voice went down three octaves, you know? You all of a sudden sounded like both Patty and Selma. Mmm. Mm. Smooth. <laughs> I'm in flavor country. Well, you should smoke Lucky Strikes. They're what got our boys to win the war. Yeah. Uh, which war? I don't know. Uh, but All of them. Yeah. So she's in Paris, and she meets up with George. Yes. Who's, like, trying to seduce her. Yeah. Seduce slash murder? <laughs> murder deuce. <laughs> Some murder. <laughs> uh, it's, they have a lot of very... Like, there's this is not very action-oriented. No. There are long conversations which go nowhere. Well, it's, so the first action scene, 
I love where she's first of all she's waiting for the for an elevator. Oh, yeah. for like fifteen minutes. It's just there are like twelve different elevator scenes in this movie. It's the only thing it's with her, yeah. more screen time than the donkey is the elevators. <laughs> she's sitting there and she's waiting, waiting for the elevator while it's like <laughs> and a henchman comes out of the ceiling. Yes, and she looks up, sees him because he's very slowly and clumsily coming out of the ceiling. <laughs> He drops down. She kicks him once. The elevator doors close, and it's over. over. That's the whole act. That's the first and only action scene in the first twenty-five minutes of this show. Oh my god! Of this television program. Yeah, she hasn't put on the one woman uniform at all. Nope. Uh, she hasn't spin around once. No. And by the way, after this, we did watch the 76, uh, was it 76? 75. Watched a little bit yeah, of the first 70s. episode of the Linda Carter. And within the first 30 seconds, she becomes Wonder yeah. Woman and a car explodes. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, like they me looked Kevin at that. Like, Yay! <laughs> they definitely watched the Wonder Woman movie we watched, and they were like, let's do the exact opposite of everything we just saw. Yeah. And, and then... With this, like after uh, back to the nineteen seventy four one. After she's she has this like dinner with George, mm-hmm. where she delivers her ad about the wine hot blanc right. or whatever it's called. Yeah, and it's right, and they have it's there. It's like a four minute long scene. They don't actually order you know, anything besides the wine that yeah. she doesn't drink because it was poisoned. Was it? I believe so. Because then later, after the next action scene, she uh, she sniffs it. She goes back to it and sniffs it and then pours it out. Oh, that's true. And then they, and then, yeah. Because so. with the Ricardo Mon- uh, later they do mm-hmm. the uh, the scene where, where... See, this is tautly written with callbacks. <laughs> this is a tight script. This is a tight script. <laughs> been, Who knew? It's been punched up. <laughs> it was the directing. That's what screwed it all you up. You barely notice all of the ads. <laughs> then she goes out to call Steve. Right. She goes, from she the calls him. <laughs> and, and then a car and then comes a car, barely. Like a 74. 74- 72 cutlass yeah exactly. which is like 30 feet long right. lumbers down the street because it can only go 25 miles an hour <laughs> yeah but you hit someone at 25 miles an hour in a 72 cutlass and their head comes off that's the problem the thing lumbers down the street because can barely pop up on the curb because right. it's so heavy the thing gets two highway one city mile per gallon <laughs> Hits the phone booth, but yeah. she manages to she escape. She out of the way. And it's not her, though. It's a man well, in a Wonder right. Woman outfit and yes. a wig. <laughs> jumps and, like, on top of the car and does a flip onto the top. And it's, like, total Star Trek, you know, like, this is not Kirk. This is, like, Kirk's stunt double. Yes. <laughs> and then it cuts back to her on top of the uh, whatever thing she's on. Uh, and you could see her face again, and you're just like, oh my god, I can't believe this passed for anything in the 1970s. People yeah. had no standards whatsoever. Uh, I, I, the budget for this was pretty nil. That was part of the, that must have been part of the problem. I, I don't, this was 70s television. They probably spent a decent amount on it. I, I, I just, I mean, granted, probably not, like, Hardcastle and McCormick money, but I mean, they yeah. probably spent, you know, a decent buck yeah. on it. You didn't get right action series from like, you know, that that have actual budgets with like explosions and stuff. Well, I mean, we'd get that a year later in the actual Wonder Woman yeah. series. I mean, I guess they were just like, this is going to be more sophisticated than that. This was jet scenting, international <laughs> intrigue, yeah, spy stuff. And then she she goes she goes to another place for no like she's like. 
trying she just to... changes hotels yes I guess. she changes she i think she goes back to new york is what it is yeah and and they're all there it, yeah. it's, it's it's just weird and this uh it's hard to tell because it was all the same sets every yeah. time that was why it was confusing and abner smith is going to exchange the knock list for 15 million dollars <laughs> yeah which yeah. was the budget for cocaine for this television show $15 million, and the way that he's going to get the money is they're going to go to Reno, Nevada, or someplace in Nevada. I think it was Reno, with a donkey. He says, put it on a donkey. Don- and they're going to, yeah, $15 million on the donkey, and the donkey will know where to go. And the donkey will lead they, them. They ship a donkey to Steve Trevor. Yeah. And they're going to, this donkey will know right. where to go. And their brilliant plan, of course... Since they can't follow the donkey, God forbid, they follow him like by air or something. <laughs> they put four different trackers in it's, the donkey's hooves. They put. They spend so much time explaining yes. like this. And they got a whole setup. They got a gizmo that tracks it. <sighs> but then, you know, Ricardo Montalban. Uh, oh, did I say it? Ah, did you we, ruined it. Did we spoil it? Damn it, uh, Abner Smith. <laughs> Of of the Latin American Smiths. Uh, (laughs) Of the Caracas Smiths. (laughs) Uh, You know, he's two steps ahead, or four steps ahead, I guess. And they put the donkey in some sort of a contraption where he gets irradiated with ultraviolet light. And then they get him wet. And then they teleport him. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like they do all this stuff and show us like right. we, we're doing So the all trackers this... don't work yeah. anymore. And they're like, of course, like there's no way that four trackers would fail. But of course, four trackers fail. Yeah. And then the door opens and Wonder Woman's seeing all this. So she walks into it. It closes on her again, of course. And then it starts filling with multicolored cement i don't, I don't yeah weirdest thing like concrete but, yeah i don't know what's going on with that it was very weird and then she kicks the plastic open yeah it was not a, a lot of tension and then the donkey goes into a hole yes <laughs> yes it's a donkey hole um and out of another donkey hole comes more donkeys right well because they're gonna see, throw they were off like, the yes. trail it was yeah. like oh which donkey carries carrying the money yeah and uh not really any tension, but she yeah. figures it out pretty easily. Yes. But we also find out that another Amazon has left. Yes. Themyscira. Angela. Uh, Angela. Uh, Angela. That's how it was spelled, but everyone just said Angela. I like that no one, uh, none of the actors were actually going to screw like were, with any of those names. No. It was written and credited as like Angela, and they were like, Angela. Angela. Angela's here. And she's hanging out with George because she's bribed by the, the world yes. of men. Mm-hmm. She's bribed by cocaine. Cocaine. <laughs> they made it look like jewelry, but like she had a lot of jewelry. Yeah. It she, was the cocaine. Yes. Everything in this movie is explained by cocaine. Oh, that's, yeah. That's you know, the invisible jet cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> it's like she wasn't actually flying an invisible jet. No. She was running really fast because of the cocaine. <laughs> she was just <laughs> sitting in her den, you know. <laughs> <laughs> on a beanbag so, chair. So this is another thing. Just that, like I'm invisible when I'm in my plane. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin made this point while we were watching it that every time you're like, "Oh, I wonder how Wonder Woman's going to get out of this one," <laughs> you go, "Oh, <laughs> very easily." easily. 
<laughs> so they're like, she's in this room and she kicks out the glass, but the donkey's already run off. And there's all these other donkeys. We're like, oh, how's wonder we're we gonna find the donkey? Oh, she, she, she just, just found it. Follows it. Yeah, yeah she didn't. They never explain it. She just <laughs> they do explain yeah, it because of the tracks. The, yeah. She follows the tracks, the yeah. unique donkey tracks. So she's riding the donkey and comes across George and Angela, Angela. Who's throwing, throwing javelins? <laughs> Not just like like Amazon Greek. She's got javelins. like a stack of like she's got, four javelins. She's got official Olympic 1972 Olympic javelins. Yep, from when Themyscira took silver oh. against Montenegro. Uh, that wasn't even a country back. It was Yugoslavia. <laughs> I was going to say, did you look that up <laughs> just to make that reference? Because <laughs> no. Montenegro wasn't a real country then; yeah. it was part of Yugoslavia. There you go. That Joseph Tito it. was in tr- in control. But anyway, so. <laughs> Bruns Joseph. So she's like throws the ja- like she they make a point of showing that she's really good at throwing the javelin. And then George is like, throw the javelin at Wonder Woman. And it was like, oh no, how's Wonder Woman gonna get out of this one? Oh, she just caught it. <laughs> right. There's no dramatic buildup or anything like that. It was just kind of like, ah. Oh. And so then her and Wonder Woman have the slowest motion stick fight of all time. Mm-hmm. So boring. No anticlimactic with no uh, no consequences whatsoever to it, and Wonder Woman manages to beat her, and then handily, handily, and then demands to know where the donkey's going, because George takes off with the donkey, uh, well, on the helicopter. She he helicopters the donkey to the secret lair, Ugh. where we finally get to see who Abner Smith is. And it's Ricardo Montalbán in the dumbest reveal in the history of dumb reveals because you constantly hear his voice. And in 1974, Ricardo Montalbán was not an unknown actor at this time. Well, and, you know, I mean, there's obviously a giveaway because in the opening credits, it's like guest starring starring Ricardo Montalbán. And he's the only person you haven't seen yet. And you know him immediately. Well, yeah, because he'd been in like, uh, what is it? Battle for the Planet of the Apes or whatever the Planet of the Apes movie that came out in 1970 was. It's the fourth one. Um, he was in that one. Uh, and you're just like, that's how I know, I know him, of course. But, I mean, he was in a ton of other stuff, too. So He wouldn't do Fantasy Island until 77. So so this is just kind of a random thing. But uh, Klaus Wolferman of uh, Germany, or the Federal Republic of Germany, Ooh. won the uh, gold medal in the 1972 Munich Olympics for javelin throw. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's right. 72 was Munich. Yanis Luiz from the Soviet Union got uh, silver, and Bill Schmidt from the USA won bronze. USA, <laughs> USA, USA. Bronze medal is the second loser. <laughs> it's, it's true. Just saying. But FDR, but the the federal <laughs> uh, the federal uh, German Republic was a uh, was pretty much uh, a U.S. puppet state at that time. So I'll take that as a win. <laughs> take that, Germany. I'm like I'm glad how you looked that up. I did. Well, I was curious to see if Themyscira had taken gold, but you looked up the men's. You didn't look up the women's. I know. Well, I just looked up javelin throw. That's, <laughs> so you know, it is what it is. I'm sure the Soviet women took the gold in the '72. Ah. Uh... Well, we know it wasn't the Israeli team. It was East Germany. The East German woman. Oh, okay. One well, there you go. So, in, uh, so that's interesting. So they were Soviet. There you go. Yeah. They also uh, uh, got silver. They got gold and slit silver. Okay, and Kate Schmidt, I have to assume related to Bill Schmidt, also won bronze oh. of the U.S. Oh. Ah. I'm kind of mad that you didn't acknowledge my joke. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was busy looking <laughs> did, at did Wikipedia. Did you hear what it was? 
Sure. I'll listen to it again later. <laughs> I said it sure wasn't the Israeli team. <laughs> That's terrible. I don't know what to tell you. Well, the Munich Olympics. Yeah, no, you know, I know. You know what I, happened. I get the joke. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, they, she goes to the place and finds out that Ricardo Montalban's behind it. Giant 30-minute exposition. It's a huge reveal, by the way, too, where he stands, stands up, up, and it's like, <gasps> Ricardo Montalban. <laughs> Special guest star, Ricardo Montalban. <laughs> You're Abner Smith. So first, they try to get out through a helicopter, but Wonder Woman blows up the helicopter. Yeah. Then... Um, With her blow up Yeah. Uh, exploding bracelet. Exploding bracelet. Not very safe to wear around. So then she's she tries to escape with the money and the knocklist, but they trap her in another like glass cage. Yeah, they're big on that. Yeah. And just having things fall from the ceiling to doors fall down from the yeah. ceiling to trap her. After they do that, George kills the her weird uh a, uh, uh ambisexual Yeah, the twin kick yeah. henchman. Yeah. Like, he, he wants does... all the money for himself. Well that's <laughs> We forgot to mention that at the beginning of the of the movie, where he's like congratulating all the people that stole the lists. <laughs> oh, right. He's like, "Go on, have a drink," and we're like, "Oh, the drinks are poisoned." But instead, <laughs> but instead the henchmen just come out of a wall and shoot them all in the back. <laughs> it would have been easier just to poison them. <laughs> oh. So I mean, he does the same thing to these weird twins who look like they're straight out of Italian Spider Man. Yo, yes, we gotta do leather Itali- jackets and all. We gotta do Italian Spider Man one day. You should, yeah. Or Turkish Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, oh boy. Um, and so Ricardo Montalbán at this point is like, ah, my helicopter is destroyed. I will take a rubber raft. <laughs> that was his it came up. with the secret hideout. <laughs> I, I've never really used it. But, oh my God. Uh, and we didn't even mention that when the donkey comes into the office, there is 20 <laughs> minutes where the donkey is in the office. He's just standing there like they didn't really know no what to one, do with him. No one decided, like, you know what? The donkey's done at this point. Let's just take him off set. Yeah. And they make a point of mentioning that the donkey is going to live with a family somewhere. Yeah. They legit say that in the plot. We'll give him a good home. We'll give him a good home. I guess home. maybe they thought the donkey would come back every week. <laughs> I don't know. Just, just like her case. sidekick. So no one got too attached to the donkey. None of the viewers got too attached to the donkey. Right. Because this was the 1970s, and people who watched television in the 1970s, as opposed to now, were really, really, really dumb. They would probably <laughs> call up NBC and be like, what happened to the donkey from the first show? Yeah. You know, it's like that would legit happen in the 1970s. Hmm. I mean, people got upset when, when who was it? Was it Dinah Shore held hold hands with uh, Sammy Davis Jr. or someone? On? Uh, <laughs> I think so. Could be. I don't remember who it was, but it, it was like, they would get upset about that stuff in the 1970s. So who knows? They'd get upset yeah. about a damn donkey. So Ricardo Montalbán <laughs> goes down the rapids in his rubber wrap. <laughs> right. Wonder Woman manages to escape the glass box, and inside the office is a dirt bike. Yep. <laughs> Just sitting there. Just on display. And Kevin, throughout the entire movie, was going like, when's she going to ride a motorcycle? <laughs> well, you know she's going to ride a motorcycle. When's she going to ride a motorcycle? Then it was a dirt bike, so he's yeah, a little disappointed. Close enough, I guess. <laughs> she rides the dirt bike, and it's obviously not her riding the dirt bike. Oh, no. No, it's another guy in a wig. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just assuming. It's like, yeah, you yeah. can see the mustache, because it was the 1970s. <laughs> right. <laughs> It looked like Don Mattingly riding a motorcycle. <laughs> right. Um, and 
he gets off the motorcycle. And, uh, he gets off. She gets off the motorcycle, runs with boots with high heels down some rocks, mm-hmm. um, and jumps into the water and captures him. And he's like, "You win!" <laughs> oh well, he is very good spirits through this <laughs> he entire really thing because he knows he was getting a paycheck just for like delivering his lines however he wanted. They didn't even yeah. care. And then just they, the most like jovial villain. Then they get the local Nevada police who look like they're straight out of uh, I don't know a Burt Reynolds movie. Yeah, I was gonna say Dukes of Hazard, Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah, yeah. this mm-hmm. is like well, take good care of him, <laughs> Sheriff from Cannonball Run. <laughs> yeah, Cannonball Run. You know, is <laughs> there to be like we'll take you to our local jail. <laughs> For stealing international secrets. Ooh, you Wonder Woman! <laughs> Eastbound and down. And, and that was pretty much... Wait, no. And then Ricardo Montalbán looks and says, oh. I love you, Wonder Woman. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's it. That's, yep. She goes back to Steve Trevor, and Trevor's like, how was the dentist? Oh, yeah, because that was her weird code uh, cover. I don't understand. Like, how does, does he know? Does he not know? It was very confusing because it's just the two of them in the room. So if he knows, because he's like, when you finally, you know, arrested your dentist for stealing <laughs> the list of books of secrets. Was Ricardo Montalbán her dentist? <laughs> Oh, very confusing. <laughs> it's terrifyingly confusing. <laughs> People watch that. I don't know if anybody actually... But did they That's ever the air thing. this? I, I don't know. Well, they must have. I guess. I guess, because like, back then... like, they I would... guess we'll have to look that... We'll, we'll have to get into that in the next segment when we talk a little bit about uh, our production notes. Yes. I think you'll find Captain Teeve a very exciting city. Oh, it is. So far, a gentleman has dropped in on me from the roof of the elevator. Oh, my room is bugged. Then you didn't get the room with the trap door on the floor? They never bugged that room. Well, now that's a relief, George. And, uh, then you called me. Why? To invite you sailing. All right. So, production notes. Um, this was actually the first live-action Wonder Woman that, that actually aired. Uh, it aired in March 12, 1974. And its ratings were respectable, but not good enough to go to series. Mm. Now, here's the thing. Back in 1974, there was legit three channels. Like, you had (laughs) nothing else to watch. Right. So, if the ratings were respectable, that means that they were beat by something that was much better at the time. Which was probably, like, ethnic sitcom, ethnic mismatch sitcom number six. Yeah. Where, (laughs) you know. Game shows, I'm going to say. I don't know. Not at night. Game game shows on at night? I I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know how we made it through the 1980s. Yeah, when everything was game shows. My God, I was thinking about that that the other day about how my father's life was di- was dictated by the television schedule. I feel like we watched a lot of game shows as well. Like we watched Jeopardy. That's all we really watched at home. And my grandmother would watch Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, she loved Wheel, Wheel of Fortune. Oh, Wheel of Fortune if you was the, always on. If you guessed the puzzle before her, she'd swear at you. And I'm like, <laughs> Grandma. <laughs> um. No, it would be like, you know, it's like, we can't go out Monday night. That's elf night. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. we have to get home in time for elf. elf. No, no was... one ever had to get home in time for elf. <laughs> well, we had a VHS at that time. And my father would have a, you know, one of those, like, those, uh, the VHS 
cases where you'd have like you'd pull out the drawer and it'd be all the VHS cases. Uh, yeah, cases. he'd have them labeled Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You know, all the really? days of the week. So he would legit program the VCR and put the tape in, and you were not allowed to watch that TV. If it was taped on outside of anything that it was taping for that day. Wow. My father would get very, very upset if you, you know, taped over night court. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd be upset too. Sure. I love my yeah. night court. You don't want to miss that. No, because then you'll figure, then you'd be like, why is there a different bailiff? What happened to the first bailiff? Oh, she died. <laughs> why is there a donkey? Where's the donkey going? <laughs> So, yeah, once again, 1974, not great ratings. They, re- <laughs> they retooled the show in 1975 with Linda Carter, um, where she was a, a World War II secretary as opposed to a mo- 1970s secretary. Yeah. Um, well, you know, but that only lasted for one season. After the first season, they would put on, they, would, they updated it to like modern day Wonder Woman. <laughs> so, like 1970s Wonder Woman again. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Kathy Lee Crosby was offered the role. In the 1975 Wonder Woman, she turned it down, but I do not think that necessarily happened. Um, All in the Family was the highest rated uh, TV show of uh, oh, geez, Kevin. of 1974 to 1975. Of course it was. <laughs> you meatball. You meathead. Meathead. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. I've been calling my uh, my baby a meatball a lot. So. Oh, Kevin. <laughs> that show. <laughs> Why was it popular? It was just about a racist guy. <laughs> Emergency was uh, was number 30. <laughs> number 30 in the ratings. Um, yeah, that you can obviously tell that you it's this show is bizarre and the, this pilot was bizarre. There was the jo- character of George went through 40 costume changes. Oh my god. Every From scene time to scene. he was on a different and everyone but the thing is everyone else wore the same costume. Yeah. Like you know, Diana Prince, she would change her costume like four times throughout this entire thing. Maybe that was, you know, symbolic to show that he was untrustworthy. Could be. He was shifty. He was always changing. Everyone and, else was steady, reliable. And I want to know what happened to the suits back then. Like, how come we don't get patterned suits like that anymore? Like, I, I see my boss. My boss comes in every day. He'll either have like a gray suit or a blue suit. He never yeah. comes in with like a checkered suit. Yeah, we uh, we lost something. Yeah, you seem like the type of guy that would wear a checkered suit. I could. I, you could pull it off. Sure. Yeah. You're not short enough to pull off a checkered suit. Like, I always feel like you got to be like five foot six to pull off a checkered suit. I don't quite draw attention to myself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, like these guys be in the show were wearing like checkered suits with striped shirts and, and like... Yeah, paisley <laughs> and like huge lapels that yeah. if they ran, if they, if a strong breeze took them, they'd lift off. Like Sally Field. Exactly. And the Singing Nun, which I believe was number four <laughs> in 1974. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So uh, the the uh, the Wonder Woman pilot, let's, uh, let's get into it. How do you feel about this? <sighs> Ah, uh, misguided, I guess, sounds like a word you would use to describe this. I mean, it it would it'd be interesting to watch this if... It would be a different experience watching this if there was not, one year later, the Linda Carter series yeah, that was reasonably successful. I mean, I think it ran for like three seasons? Five. Oh, five. Or, okay. Uh, it ran for five years. It might oh, be five four years. Seasons. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it didn't run for... I mean, this isn't something that ran for, you know, a decade, but, you know... Uh, it's popular enough that, I mean, everybody knows, everybody remembers it to some degree. They remember, you know, some of the imagery, Linda Carter spinning around the spinning, and then yeah. the, she would have her costume on and her much more revealing costume. <laughs> My God. 
I, I love Linda Carter from the 1975 Wonder Woman. And I never watched it when I was a kid. It was like one of those shows that like that would always be on like channel 50 and I would never really, really, well, that, sure. that's local, uh, local Chicago. Yeah, yeah that's, like the local like a syndicated local, shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it would be like Battlestar Galactica, The Incredible Hulk, and Wonder Woman. Right. <laughs> all, all reruns, obviously, yeah. you know, after our time. Or yeah, before I, our time, rather. And I, would, I was never really into it. But then, like, when I got into college and I was like, holy crap, Linda Carter was super hot back then. <laughs> like, I, it's fun to watch. Yes. And there's it's, something to it. There's a lot to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's... I, I, yeah, know, there, there were three seasons, but it was over the course of 1975 to 1979. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's interesting to, to think about, like, all these shows now, like, there's a lot of comic book shows on TV, and they seem to be either, like, big uh, sort of, I don't even want to call them procedurals, but, like, like your Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, or yeah. your Gotham, where it's like a week-to-week God kind damn. of a thing um, of various tones. Or <laughs> it's the sexy teenager version that's on the CW. And I love the sexy CW teenager version. I will watch the hell out of The Flash. I think that you show's d- amazing. You do? I've sort of fallen out of The Flash this season. I, 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 I You know what killed it for me was all the Gorilla Gar- Grodd stuff. Oh, that's the best thing! Like, how oh, are you not, not great. How are you going to hate gorillas? I was just, I was watching it. It didn't look great it's the cw i know but it but i watched it i think i had a moment where i was like i'm a grown man were you like screw this i'm gonna watch season 12 of supernatural well i've sort of stopped watching that too because i realized that they come to netflix the next day now after uh after the season ends which i think yeah. season 12 is already on netflix so uh, anyway i don't know i just i'll watch it i'll catch up with it it's fine but it's just they need to stop having evil speedsters yeah it's I, like every season it's I like agree. oh no another evil speedster. i agree with that it's and it's been, always one of them i i agree that's anyway. it's been four it's been four seasons of that and they need to stop <laughs> do um, something else yeah uh, I'm in. I'm in love with Wonder uh, with Supergirl. Sure. I think that I think that show is has been horribly written this mm. season. They started off really strong. They ended very strong, but in the middle, the kind of the, it became weird. I didn't like it that much, but I think uh, Melissa Benoist is is just adorable. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll stick with that. Um, I've heard that Arrow is actually really good this season, even though it's. Well, been... I think they finally are at the point where they're going to stop doing flashbacks. That's what I heard that they've that the flashbacks have caught up, and so if they do more Arrow, <laughs> didn't we say like they should just do flashbacks to the first season of Arrow? <laughs> <laughs> they might as well. They, it's what they might do. Yeah. Um, I and I, I think Legends of Tomorrow is a very... Oh, God, I can't watch that. That's it, That show is not that for... That show is like a fever dream. That show is not for Kevin. That no. show is for someone like me who grew up in the 1980s and 90s reading DC Comics. And they're like, oh, we got to go visit this haunted tank. And I'm like, oh, haunted <laughs> tank. And Kevin's like, a haunted tank? Haunted tank, man. No, there was a comic called Haunted Tank. Ugh. It was a tank that was haunted by a con- the ghost of a Confederate general oh, or a lieutenant, something like that, a Confederate officer. I don't think I can do this podcast anymore. <laughs> it fought in World War II, Kevin. <laughs> that tank, that tank has seen some stuff. That tank was at the liberation of a concentration camp. <laughs> the ghost was like, "Oh, this is too much for me." All right, we've we've dedicated <laughs> enough of our time to the haunted tank that you may or may not be making up. <laughs> and I'm not. I'm, this is a legit thing. But yeah, so the television stuff. Yeah, we have we have a lot. And you, I don't know what point you were. I I don't it. remember. 
<laughs> I'm just saying, like, the, the TV shows, the comic book TV shows uh, yeah. of different eras seem to, you know, they all mimic each other. And, you know, this was going off of a lot of the, like, the post-60s spy stuff. You know, James Bond was big. Um, um, Man from Uncle. Yeah. Mission there was the Impossible. Avengers TV show. That, right. So there was a lot of that and a lot of, like, crime solving and that sort of thing. And so going this direction. And big guest stars. It's silly to look at it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, it's silly to kind of, it, or it's, it looks silly when we look back on it now because we're like, why on earth would you do a Wonder Woman series that has anything to do with this at all? <laughs> Um, but it probably made sense to them at the time. I don't know why it wasn't successful, other than the fact that it's you know, it made it's, no sense. No, and it looks like a nineteen. It looks like a like a sixties foreign film in a lot of ways. Yeah, not a the, good, not a no, good sixties foreign film. No, like, definitely yeah. not like a like a French New Wave <laughs> kind know, of a film. No, yeah. it was not artful enough. No, it was more. It was just. A lot of, night, I don't know. A lot of good brass dumb. on the soundtrack, though, I'll say. It was dumb. This was a dumb... It was very dumb. This was a dumb movie. You know what I kind of wish that we did more often nowadays on TV shows like The Flash or something like that? Guest stars. Like that corral of 70s guest stars that would show up on every show. Yeah. Like Charo. Charo <laughs> would show up. <laughs> right. And you'd be like, oh, special guest star Charo. I'm yeah. for this. Like That'd be great if they did that on like Flash where it would be like some random TV star. Like, you know... I pity the fool who messes with the Flash. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mr. T. Oh, the Flash has got to stop that evil speedster from messing with Mr. T as he's trying to bring back the kids' uh, recreation <laughs> facility. <laughs> right, you know, exactly. You know, neighborhood rec center. I also wish that the, the stars of TV shows would, at the end of every episode, remind us all not to do drugs. Yeah. Like Webster. Yeah, I miss that. Yeah. Remember how that ruined our country for like 20 years? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mandatory sentencing, that sort of thing. Yeah. Thanks, Ronald and Nancy Reagan. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like who would be like the modern day guest stars, like that corral of guest stars. Because hmm. everyone I could think of was that group of guest stars from the 70s and 80s. I know. We're a little too entrenched in that right now. We we would have to be like Harry Styles or something. You know, yeah. like, I don't even know. Yeah, like, because I keep on going like Abe Vigoda. Ariana like, Grande. He's dead. Yeah, Ariana Grande would be like. Yeah, she would them. show up on all these. It, yeah. All the young, the young people. They no, we want like, you know, Jerry Orbach. Well, he's dead, but. <laughs> everyone we think right. <laughs> I've got to stop naming dead people. Anthony Anderson, you know something like that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Where Anthony, like, um, I, I, when Kevin Smith directed an episode of The Flash, like, uh, Jay Muse, his partner, right. w was on an episode, was on that episode, and you're like, ah, it's a cameo. Like, that's what we need. We need like that that window opening, Sammy Davis yeah. Jr. coming out and going, "What's going on yeah. there, man?" The you Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> You can still have the Harlem Globetrotters. Exactly. Metal Arc Lemon's still around, I think. <laughs> no, I mean, just like the... <laughs> not like the actual like Harlem Globetrotters from the 1970s. No. I want the famous 70s animated Harlem Glo Globetrotters or nobody. My my daughter watches Teen Titans Go, which is a comic book cartoon on, on Cartoon Network, and it's a pretty amazing show. I mean, it's... 
people hate it because they're so in love with a Teen Titans cartoon that was on in the 2000s, which, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of people, it's like, it's like dark and teenagery, angsty. Yeah. And this is just like goofy kids TV where they're just like nonsense. But they did a whole episode where they're trying to solve a mystery in a haunted carnival and LeBron <laughs> James shows up and they're like, LeBron James. <laughs> you know? Very like, Scooby-Doo. I like it. Who, yeah, that's what they do. It's like a Scooby-Doo send up. And he's like, who wants to see some classic dribbling? Dribble, 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 dribble. And I'm just, I'm laughing hysterically <laughs> my daughter's laughing because it's silly and stupid and my yeah. wife is looking at both of us like you, why is this funny you're both idiots it's like you need to you need to appreciate old television cartoon shows like we do i mean i i do feel bad for a lot of like they're okay this you know is what a- happened you know what the problem was i hate to cut you off there no, no but problem. you know what the problem is is with the prestige tv thing like tv was not like movies then and so there was a different world where there were like tv stars who only got work on television and then like movie stars yeah. who were never on tv because they would never stoop that low yeah you you grab you know you were lucky to get out of tv and make a movie you know and then you could be a movie star like they would never cross breed like that like like the fact that uh, michael douglas was on the streets of san francisco and became a famous movie star was pretty crazy Right. Or that, it was rare. Yeah. It was very rare that that would happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of think it's it's more... I I don't know. I can't lament this because it's one of those things where it's like, I'm an old man. Yes, I understand. But I do feel bad for the fact that my daughter won't grow up with, you know, three channels. Where it's like, this is what you watched. because And you watched right. it this time. It was event TV. And I mentioned this because of, like, Twin Peaks came on uh, last week. And I was I was saying like I was never a huge Twin Peaks fan, but I love event television. Like the fact that you're saying like Twin Peaks is returning. It's like yeah, and everyone's when, watching. Everyone's it live watching right it, now. and everyone's gonna talk about it afterwards. Like mm-hmm. I love that. The fact that like I can't because we don't get it very often. No, anymore. we don't. Like it's not like it's like did you watch Roots last night? Oh yeah, <laughs> you know? right. The Seinfeld finale or the Mash finale. You yeah. Know? Those those big events, you know, that you watched live because otherwise you were going to be the, the, the idiot tomorrow who was like, hey, I, I taped it, but I haven't <laughs> had a chance to watch it yet. Exactly. And I think that's something special. And I think a lot of that's lost because of a cable TV. So now you have a thousand channels to watch. B, well, now they're streaming, you stream it, like so on demand. And it's like you could tape stuff. People watch things right whenever. Yeah. And so it's like I'm sitting there like. I'm I'm watching X Files right now, and the only person I could text about X Files is Kevin because he's the only one who gets my references that I'm making. I've also seen all the X Files yeah. recently enough that I under that I remember them. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like I you our children won't have that, and it makes me kind of sad. Yeah, because there's, there's these things that are ingrained in my head because I watched them live when they were happening on TV, like the 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 big. ABC, NBC miniseries, like North and South, or mm-hmm. The Wings of War. I guess I feel like they're trying... James Clavel's Shogun. <laughs> I feel like they're trying to do that a little bit here and there. Like, um, you know, Fox, I think Fox has been doing... Or whoever has been doing the the live, uh, oh, the like musicals. Grease Live and it, yeah. all that. You know, so there's a few of those where I think it has to be that now. It almost has to be live because everyone's going to record it like 
you're talking about it, you know, to deflate it a little bit, you know, you were talking about the event television where everyone is, is going to watch Twin Peaks. Uh, I was reading that not really a lot no. of people watched it, but signups for Showtime anytime skyrocketed. Yeah, it was like... Everyone's going to stream it later, which is what I did, which I didn't realize that Showtime anytime actually lets you watch Showtime live, which... It's kind of exciting because now I can watch it live. I didn't realize that. We can text that. each other while watching it. I didn't realize it until it was just about to start, and I had planned to watch Firewalk with me, the movie, instead, and then watch the show tomorrow because I was like, oh, I didn't have time to catch up with that. So I did that instead. But I was like, damn it. Had I known, I would have planned for it. You know, I watched the three and a half hour long Firewalk with me cut. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm curious, but... Uh, it's not any better i love fire. the movie i mean the movie you like great. that movie it's crazy it's, it's absolutely oh, insane it's, it's bonkers but i i didn't it's, i thought it deflated a lot of it because then it made everyone it's as i i think i texted you about this i was like so everyone knew who killed laura palmer just no one said anything about it <laughs> there was definitely some indications that bad things were happening yeah yeah that everyone knew yeah and did nothing about it yeah uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, it was very, very, very dark. Yeah, but that's but that's the thing is like this event. I think the 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 f- some of the few times is like the Game of Thrones like season premiere, like yeah, like that sort of thing. A little bit of that, or like like a big episodes of Game of Thrones where people afterwards are all like, "Oh my god, did you watch Game of Thrones last night?" And mm-hmm. it got to the point where people now have to watch it when it's coming out because they don't want to be like have stuff spoiled for them that's yeah that's a big thing too because everyone can talk about it immediately and like you can't if you don't get a chance to watch it you can't look at twitter you can't really go on the internet at all because someone's gonna be like oh my god everyone just died you know and, and that's what bothers me is i find oh my god special guest star <laughs> ricardo Charo came and killed and there's people King joffrey there's people on my like <laughs> on my social media feeds that are like, don't tell me what happened. I'm like, what the hell are you doing on a Sunday night where you can't sit down and watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. <laughs> like, well. Please. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so the Wonder Woman was terrible. It was <laughs> great. Yeah. We have so little to say about it that we just talked about the well, state of television. Well, I so. think, but I mean, that's like, I think the point, point of it is it's so forgettable that back when you only had three channels of television to watch, you wouldn't watch this. Yeah. Like your choice was this or 60 minutes. And how else are you going to find out about how Vietnam is doing? So, <laughs> well, and how long did it take her to actually do anything? Like anybody who tuned in to be like, all right, Wonder Woman, you get about 10, 15 minutes into it, and they're like, this is boring. <laughs> Let me see what's on the other two channels. <laughs> hey, hey, all the family's on. <laughs> He's racist. Hey, a rerun of emergency. <laughs> Did they do reruns then? I don't think they did reruns then. Maybe they did. So let's let's just talk a little bit more about TV with All in the Family right now. I <laughs> have so I'm I'm in my mid thirties right now, and I've come to terrible realizations about humanity. That you know, All in the Family was about how Archie Bunker was racist, but he was overcoming, like he was exposed to things which changed his opinions on it. Right? Yeah. And so you were right. He had to right. He was an old, you know. He was from a previous generation, and he had to deal with the 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 times that were a changing. So we were supposed to, as the audience, realize that Archie Bunker is in the wrong, right? You know, and that we're going to watch his progression and see how he changes. How many people who were watching All in the Family never got that? 
hmm. and just left because, oh, he's racist like me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, and now, and oh, I've never seen it, but I have to compare it a little bit to, again, never having seen it, Last Man Standing. That's the now canceled uh, Tim, Tim, Tim Allen, Allen show yeah. where he's got conservative views, but he's, again, I assume, uh, forced to confront certain uh, modern day progressive realities, um, you know, and I don't know, maybe use tools, power tools, maybe, <laughs> yeah, uh, to his advantage. I don't know, because uh, Home Improvement was a little bit like that, too, I Yes, like all of those shows, like the no the, home improvement for, was about how dumb men are. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, more of a general way, not so much the conservative, uh, <gasps> progressive thing. But yeah, there's the people who were mad that that show's getting canceled, and there's a conspiracy that it's canceled because he because of its message that he has conservative beliefs. It's like, well, but again, I assume he should be evolving those beliefs you know you're supposed you're not supposed to identify with him yeah but his audience does and i assume that that same audience identified with archie bunker in the day and that's like a sad realization he is a meathead (laughs) that's a sad realization that you get when you're older where you're just like oh people just don't get it they just don't they don't get the subtlety of it and it's not subtle no no this is this is norman lear Norman Lear was about as subtle as a bowling ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> His shows could have literally been called Racism is Bad, and people would not have gotten that racism was bad. No. No. I just wanted to put that out there as long as we're talking about the state of television. Sure. You know, it's it, they don't really do that that all. I mean, you get that. ABC, NBC, CBS, especially like that CBS, they or uh, ABC tends to do stuff like that still with the, with the you know, the sitcoms and mm-hmm. things like that. The Disney-ish type mm-hmm. thing cbs is all procedurals for old people <sighs> yeah is the episode of jag on <laughs> it needs to be very uh yeah very obvious and by the numbers for cbs in fact they had a show I called Twi- numbers they did <laughs> i i blame twin peaks for that to, to bring it back to twin peaks uh, yeah. i think twin peaks broke cbs because they they were like i have no idea what this is and yeah. uh, now they will not take any more chances. They they took a chance on Supergirl uh, for that first season, and then they were like, uh, you know what? Uh, here and gave it to another network. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We don't well, no, this is not for us. Let's, let's be fair. Uh, I believe uh, Warner Brothers owns CBS and the WB, so it's it's or the CW. Sorry. So I think it was okay. It was just uh, it was like one hand taking from the other. I guess. Uh, yeah, it, it's ridiculous at that point. But anyway, yeah. uh, that's that's our, our views on television. I could talk on and on that's about That's our the, views on the 1974 Wonder Woman. <laughs> Finally, here we go. Good evening, Peter. Oh. You have 576 possible web shooter combinations. That is awesome. <laughs> I can keep that suit? Yeah, it doesn't fit me. So when's our next... Retreat. What, next mission? We'll call you. All right? That's not a hug. I'm just grabbing the door for you. We're not there yet. All right, kid. Good luck out there. All right, so uh, just some updated stuff that's going on in the in the comic book movie world. Um, something that I didn't mention last podcast that I totally forgot to was that uh, Logan coming in black and white. <sighs> Why? That whole thing is about, like, the sepia tone, like, like his actual... F- like filming of that movie that's what makes it something special i don't know like it, i don't his color care. correction 
like, for any of that. I didn't like it when Mad Max did it. What about The Mist? I don't... I kind of liked it when The Mist did it. I thought that was kind of cool. I don't care. Well, I think... What's, <laughs> what, what's, what's the guy's name? Uh, the, the Walking Dead guy. Uh, the, the, produce, the, the guy who got fired from Walking Dead, who did The Mist. Oh, um, I don't know. Oh, why can't I remember his name right now? But anyway, he's... I think like his stuff lends really well to that kind of like noir. Like he's almost he's kind of like it almost feels Hitchcocky in in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, oh, so, Dar- but that's Frank like, Darabont. Darabont, thank yeah. you. But anyway, that's like a big thing is that they're going to release it in black and white. Why? I think you want to pad your numbers. Like no one's going to go see this in black and white. Well, some people might. People, some people will. People love that movie. Anything to get, you know, I, I want to say it's maybe a stunt because nobody is going to the movies, really. You know, people are going to see the big movies, but that's about it. No one wants to go see ex, uh, King Arthur. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> the movie, Guy Ritchie King Arthur. That movie bombed. It was supposed to be like they had a six movie series planned if it did well. It'd be interesting to see if they actually make them. We'll see how it does overseas. Nah. I I don't know. It, I'm going to watch it because I like Guy Ritchie and I think he does interesting stuff but mm. i'm not paying money i like to... this uh sherlock yeah i loved it sherlock i, I didn't was... like the second one as much but it's fine it was mostly all more of the same yeah it was fine yeah, yeah sherlock was clever yeah i i just think it was it was i think if he had taken more of a uh, excalibur approach to it it might have been a little bit better like made it a little more high fantasy more technicolor and silly yeah not literally technicolor but you know what i mean by that yeah more, like bright more colors colorful and, and silly silly mm-hmm. as opposed to dark and gritty dark. game of thrones looking that's yeah. what sells that's the only way they probably make it yeah and that's not really his style no 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 um spider-man had a new trailer and a new poster come out yeah, sounds like nobody likes either. No, nope. <laughs> based on my review, uh, the reviews I've seen, you know, the comments. I, I just think like it's got that too much of that Sony, t- like I I don't know what it is, but it, it does not feel Marvelish. Yeah, enough. so far all this has been marketing, so I'm sure there's still some. De- I, I have a little bit of optimism just because I think some of the stuff that we've said about this prior that you know we like that they're young that it skews younger. Uh, with the cast, yeah. and, and, you know, I they su- could be doing some interesting things, and it does have that connection, that tangential connection to the Marvel Universe. Um, I, I think what you said is right, is that it's marketing, so that's in-house Sony marketing. Yeah. And so they probably, Sony probably cuts the trailers, Sony probably does the posters, mm-hmm. so that's probably why we're like, this doesn't have that Marvel feel to right. it. But then the movie could suddenly be, yeah, well, Mar- oh, this is nothing like all that stuff that we saw. Yeah, because Marvel is doing the... The the actual Marvel has all production like they're right. they're in charge of all that they have the final say so I don't think it'll have a lot of that Sony meddling you know yeah <laughs> you meddling Sony's well early reviews to to bring it back to Wonder Woman yeah that's uh, the next thing. early reviews uh, I I've seen two different things um, the people that I follow on like Letterboxd for example and and some of the early reviews from from critics that I that I like have been generally positive which is good. Um, but there's a, a, a big rumor that um, it's an absolute mess on par with uh, Batman v Superman. Oof. Like, completely, like, was cut together badly, a lot of production issues, um, just did not come together well. I've, um, I've heard a lot of positive stuff from people who normally, like, the, the kind of movies that I like, like, these are the, the, the critics that will be like, it was okay. 
Yeah. So I'm. That's what these people are saying about Wonder Woman. So that's why I'm not feeling too bad about it. Right. Um. Because if they say it's okay, then it's. Pro- I'm probably going to enjoy it at least. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's. Yeah. I've heard the same thing. But that's that's the problem. Is a lot of these that these these DC movies since the problems with Batman v Superman. And a lot of these things already had all of the film in the can have to be recut to make them much more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I will, I'll, I'll touch on this just uh, last because it, it's kind of depressing. But Zack Snyder uh, opted out of Justice League because of a family tragedy, which I won't mm-hmm. go into. But right. so, you know, and everyone, I think the, the sad thing is everyone was kind of like, yay. Yeah. <laughs> Like there were- <laughs> it's like it's like you feel really bad because I'm like oh this is a terrible thing that's happened but at the same time you're like at least he's not part of Justice League anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I mean like- I got to assume a lot of Justice League is done or at least <laughs> written and and I don't they know got, how much. Yeah, they got six months in the can for it. I mean it's not coming out till November. But they're bringing in. Joss Whedon. Yeah, they're bringing in Whedon, so it's like... So that'll be interesting to see if he can do what he did with Avengers, which I think is still one of, if not my favorite, of the MCU movies. Uh, yeah. I what mean, he can do with this. I mean, well, let's... Whedon had a 50% success rate because Avengers was great. Avengers 2 was terrible, and they yeah. had a lot of studio meddling in it, and don't this tell me... certainly have, have a lot of yeah. studio meddling. They're going to want it to be consistent. Yeah. With what they're doing so far. Yeah. Despite the fact that no one likes those movies. <laughs> so you're kind of like, oh man, this is this is weird. I don't know how to feel about this as I a know. commentator on pop culture and, and comic book movies. I don't know how to approach this. Well, and hearing that Wonder Woman is the best of the DC extended universe movies so far is kind of like, I don't know, finding out that uh, a particular, you know, Wine is the uh, is the least poisoned. <laughs> Bringing it back, <laughs> yeah. Oh, this w- this wine's not great, but it it has a certain something to it. This this donkey is the least <laughs> donkey. <dead. laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I I feel I feel terrible. Like it was a terrible thing. Yeah, that happened. I mean, it's not how you you want it uh, to no. happen. Certainly, you know, and that's and it's a terrible thing. But uh, also, yes. Um, that should be good news for the movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you should see the faces that Kevin and I are making. We're like, Aah! a lot of cringing. We, yeah. we really, no, no we're we not celebrating at no, all. No, we're not celebrating at all. We just, it's, it's definitely news that you gotta, that you gotta talk about there, but yeah. Yeah. And I, and I don't think, uh, anything. Oh, um, did we talk about Hellboy last last time? I, no, I posted about it, but I don't think yes. we actually talked about it. Um, An R rated reboot. Uh, thank God of of Hellboy, a the sheriff from uh, Stranger Things, uh, David Harbor, mm-hmm. um, who's like he now's his time to shine, so he might as well do. Sure, yeah. He had that big thing at the was it the Emmys where he was doing that big speech and oh yeah, he got all that attention because mm-hmm. what's what's her face was looking in the background like oh yeah. Uh, apparently, in the new season of Stranger Things, they're going to be killing off a bunch of characters, and I have a feeling they're going to be killing off Winona Ryder's character. Oh, that's my that's my theory. Could be, yeah. And it's uh, got uh, was it Neil Jordan, uh, Neil Marshall? Sorry. <laughs> Neil Jordan is the director of like like some merchant interview with a bit of a vampire. vampire yeah, I think yeah. he did. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Maybe. Uh, Neil Marshall, who directed a bunch of great episodes of Game of Thrones, and he did The Descent, which is Kevin likes The Descent. 
I do. Yeah. I do like The Descent. It's a good one. I've not seen the sequel. But that'd be that'd be actually pretty good because that, that's a great horror movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think if Hellboy got back to its horror roots instead of being like the Muppets, <laughs> um, it might yeah. be better. Like, I get it. You guys love Guillermo del Toro. That's fine. You obviously didn't see Crimson Peak. Uh, <laughs> Crimson, like Peak. Peak we liked Crimson Peak. Was, we enjoyed it. It was fine. <laughs> it was fine. It was the. It was very movie. Um, it was very. It was a very gothic movie. Yes. Um, and I know people love Ron Perlman. That's fine. He was great as Hellboy. Yeah. Twice. You got to see him do we it twice. Know, we haven't done the second Hellboy. We did the first no. Hellboy, and it's a very good movie. Um, it's not Hellboy for me as a comic book fan. It's not. That's not Hellboy. Hellboy mm. is like like dark and creepy and there's ghosts and monsters Ooh. and it's not like dun 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 it's time to kill the monsters it's time to you know fight the fight let's get these things started with the hell boy tonight our special guest ron perlman shut up you frog Grabs Gonzo by the neck, <laughs> and he's just holding Gonzo there. Yeah, he like well, he's like holding a, Gonzo with one hand, like hitting the monster with Gonzo. Gonzo. He picks. He's lighting a cigar, and he just picks up Gonzo and like squeezes him, and a light comes out of Gonzo's mouth, and he lights a cigar with it and puts Gonzo down. <laughs> how, yeah. how did how did you how did, how did that happen? And Gonzo's like, I don't know. <laughs> No, he lights he lights the cigar with Gonzo and then waves him and gets him out and throws him over his shoulder like a match. <laughs> Kevin likes this idea. I do like this idea. But that's like that's wow, what... Ron. <laughs> Kermit is it? oh no, I gotta do Fozzie. How how to do my Fozzie? Uh... Uh, whatever <laughs> you can't do it yeah, right now i can't I'm it's okay too hard you'd be like okay. you'd be like uh i like how we were gonna kermit. make this a short episode hey, hey kermit uh it's, it's too much like my kermit but you'd be like is everything set for my duet tonight with ron perlman <laughs> and there would be a whole sketch of them right. practicing like putting in a putting on the ritz like and doing the tap dance but ron perlman keeps on stepping on all the muppets yeah. <laughs> like, as he's doing it Oh boy, yeah, the Muppets take Hellboy. <laughs> That's what, but I mean that would be great. Like I, I think it could be done very well. I, I would like them to do prosthetics because I think David Harbour actually has a pretty good face for it. I mean, he doesn't look like he's, you know, <laughs> he doesn't look like he's one of those mutant people from Name of the Rose. But he definitely <laughs> he has, has a the face. face. I shouldn't. That's a, a terrible metaphor for that because Ron Perlman was actually in Name of the Rose, so ah. I can't can't make that. Yes, this was supposed to be a short episode, guys. I'm sorry. All right. So, final thoughts on Wonder Woman, the 1974 pilot. I don't have any. This, this is, is a good ter- reason. It's <laughs> a good thing this was never made into a TV show. Yeah, no one would have enjoyed that. I mean, it's it's one of those things where you have more fun making fun of it like yeah. this is something that should be on mystery it's science not, theater yeah it's not the, i think the, one of the biggest problems is that it's not really goofy enough like there's some silliness but it's a lot of it's really boring because it's yeah. a lot it's very talky there's yeah. we're not kidding there was not a lot of action no 
And like we were saying, I mean, we watched the first couple of minutes of the first episode, <laughs> not the pilot, but like the first actual episode of the first season of Wonder Woman. And it was like, she's Wonder Woman, and then a car explodes, <laughs> and it's a whole thing, and you're like invested immediately. Well, kind of. <laughs> and then she saves Steve Trevor with her lasso. Yeah. Like she's bringing all, they're shooting all the guns right off the right. bat. And like then, like Steve Trevor is framed yeah. for losing documents, and you yeah. know you're like this, you're like this cool. is not oh, this is this is this is the Pickwick Papers, and no, not Pickwick Papers, the Icarus File, <laughs> Icarus the, File, there, yeah, Icarus, Icarus File, Icarus File. This is this is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> Pickwick Papers. It, it was the uh, aborted sequel, <laughs> the Icarus File. Uh, <laughs> yeah, eh, boring. I don't know. Yeah. I give it a. C minus, I guess. I don't know. I give it a, 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 a D. A D, sure. It's not a D minus because it still had some enjoyable, like a it was D a, for donkey. <laughs> <laughs> they drove the truck to the set of Bonanza, and they <laughs> open up the back of the donkeys in the truck. Like they didn't try and like strap down the donkey. They didn't get a donkey trailer. They had a U-Haul truck. They was yeah. a too big for this donkey like this yeah. donkey would have died sure it would have had two broken legs and been laying there on the bottom like and you yeah. just took a dark dark turn i mean they have they horse had trailers sh- they had to shoot the donkey <laughs> yeah how many donkeys do you think survived the filming of this oh not an just way way n- not nearly enough uh, ridiculous yeah anyway um so anyway uh, go to planetarbitrary.com for your planet arbitrary needs Best way you could help out this podcast is to like, comment, and subscribe on iTunes. Comic book logic. Uh, you could also listen to our sister podcast, Game Classy Podcast, which is all about tabletop gaming, posting opposite of this podcast. And you could also listen to Play On Podcast, which is all about the video games. Um, so mm. uh, you could also subscribe to me on the, the Twitter, which is <laughs> at Planet Arbitrary, and Kevin at... Uh, at KY Says. Uh, so, uh, Kevin, until we do Wonder Woman 2017. Wonder Woman, I love you. Comic, what? Logic. <laughs>